This is the John Oakley Show podcast. When it comes to the matters of uh, the Ford government being, I guess, assailed from all fronts, and sometimes the shooting comes from within the tent, let's find out how the Liberals are feeling about this. Mitzi Hunter is the finance critic for the Ontario Liberal Party and the MPP for Scarborough Guildwood and has joined the Oakley Show. Mitzi, good to have you back on board. Hi there. Hi. Hi, John. Good to be here. Did you go to Ford Fest on Saturday at the Markham Fairgrounds by any chance? I certainly did not, John. I was out in my community in Scarborough being a good MPP. Oh, wow. So you're on the hustings already, that rubber chicken circuit, the barbecue circuit, that's in full flourish now in the summer? Summer is uh, prime time for being out and about in communities. There were a number of different uh, festivals and events on, and, and that's where I was. So I guess the uh, Liberals feeling somewhat, uh, well, they're feeling their oats these days. They think that the Conservatives are in disarray and you guys are going to rise from the crypt. You know, I... Like, it's, it's, watching this uh, happen is incredible to me. Not only are the people of Ontario losing trust in the Ford government, but his own cabinet and caucus colleagues are up in arms. And, uh, and, and this, is a, this is something that's concerning to all of us. Yeah, but they've, uh, they've cleared the air. Dean French resigned on Friday. He seemed to be the sticking point. Now that they've gotten past that, what else could trouble this caucus? Well, how did they get there? I think they have to do a, a debrief on that. This was not uh, the first thing that happened. This was just the straw that, that you know, really broke things, uh, you know, just going beyond the pale. Well, they're out of practice. They've been 15 years wandering in the wilderness. You've got to give them at least a chance, It's you know, to get their, their sea legs. I mean, it's only one year in. You guys had a 15-year run. It's only one year. I mean, that should be long enough. And how many times do you need to change your cabinet in the space of a year? Uh, you know, I, I think that um, what, what we're seeing here is a government that is in complete chaos and, you know, shuffling people around in ministries. I mean, over half the ministries now have new ministers, uh, eight new portfolios. So we've swollen uh, the cabinet by almost a million dollars in expense to Ontarians. I'm not sure this is what people signed up for. Well, you know, I mean, you say that there are cabinet positions that have changed. I mean, you're the finance critic for the Liberal Party. Rod Phillips is now the guy in charge taking over for Fideli. By all accounts, quite competent, capable, great communicator. You're going to have your critics roll cut out for you. Well, I'm certainly happy. I, I've uh, known Rod for a long time and, and happy to work with him in this capacity. It doesn't change a thing with my view of holding the Ford government to account. You know, here we have a government that's spending $5 billion more than what we spent and proposed in our last budget, but we're not seeing that value going back to Ontarians. We have parents with kids with autism that are still waiting for a cogent plan. We have, as you've pointed out, uh, people in the education community calling foul because there are cuts to the classroom and parents are really worried about the choices and the selection that their high school students are going to have come, come September. And we have OSAP students uh, in, in post-secondary that are now getting their statements, and some of them have lost over half their funding uh, for, for school. And, and we know that we have to invest in the skills and talents of our, our young people because that's the future, and it doesn't seem like this government is focused on the right sets of priorities. Again, with Mitzi Hunter, finance critic for the Ontario Liberal Party. Well, you were the education minister, and you cited a couple of examples of education where you think the Ford government has dropped the ball. Uh, let's start with 
you know, uh, this public display of disaffection, the guy, uh, the plane flying over with the banner, it cost the union $8,000 to do that. I mean, look, these people are never satisfied. Even when you guys were giving them everything, you open the vault and, uh, you know, buying pizzas during the negotiations and uh, you topped up their fund for negotiating, for crying out loud. They still turned on you. Aren't you ready to agree now and concede the point? Teachers unions are never going to be satisfied. You know, as former education minister, John, I sat down very respectfully with our labor partners. I call them partners because uh, their members are the ones that deliver education in the classroom. And the, and the fact that they have to, you know, hire a plane and 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 create a banner to get the attention of this government just shows the sad state of affairs that we're in. We have a government... Well, the sad state of affairs are the uh, the, the test results. Mitzi, Mitzi, it's the test results that are the sad state of affairs in this province, aren't they? Well, you know, uh, actually the Conference Board of Canada just released a report uh, that looked at graduation rates and you know, one of the things that it really confirmed is that under the Liberals, the graduation rates increased by 18%. And now the task is for this government, how are you going to improve the outcomes for education? And you need to work with your partners, teachers, and other education workers in order to do that. It just seems that this government doesn't want to sit down and work with its partners. Well, but it's always about money. It's going to affect students. It's going to affect their learning. and, um, And that's a shame. Yeah, well, it's always going to come down to money, and as I said, you guys were profligate with the money when it came to the teachers' unions, And uh, but they still want more. On this matter of the OSAP grants being reduced, uh, I did something the last hour with the NDP's critic uh, for colleges and universities, Mr. Glover, and he was saying that, uh, again, this is short-sighted because it's going to deprive some people, pr- primarily in the marginalized communities, from being able to extend out past the secondary school, their educations, and so on and so forth. Is it really all about that, or is it maybe uh, the government needing to prioritize which courses uh, young people take in order to get gainfully employed, and also putting the burden or shifting some of the onus with the tuition cuts onto the colleges and universities because they become de facto factories and businesses under themselves? Well, come on, John. Like we, we want a strong and robust economy here in Ontario, and what makes us an attractive jurisdiction for business is the fact that we have a highly skilled and talented and qualified workforce. So, so that's something that we have to keep our eye on. And if you know, under the OSAP program that we were responsible for bringing in under the former Liberal government, we opened up access to tuition support through OSAP and many more people, whether it was indigenous people, single mothers, um, and, and others who needed the financial aid were actually accepting it and going on to upgrade their qualifications. That's in all of our best interest to do that and, uh, and to make sure people have, have a way um, to grow their skills and meet the needs of, of the marketplace. But Mitzi, uh, the Auditor General said if OSAP continued in the way, the vein that you had established by the fiscal year 2021, uh, it would have cost $2 billion annually. That's an increase of 50% from your last year in government. I mean, that's unsustainable. I think fundamentally we have to look at education, whether at the primary, secondary, or the um 
college and university and, and training level as investments. There, there is an investment that we need to make to have a, a net return to our economy. When people are able to have the qualifications to get good jobs and provide for themselves and their families, ultimately that's the goal, and that's why we need to continue to make education a priority. And you didn't think that OSAP was overly generous in some instances? I did not. Um, as the former Minister of Education and Advanced Education, I actually saw the motivation that having financial aid available to people who needed it, how it provided for them to work harder, to strive to achieve those post-secondary goals. I'm actually now worried that we're taking some of that incentive and that motivation away because people are looking at, you know, what what the government is currently offering and saying, well, I can't afford to go, you know, I might have to delay going to to university or college or or getting that training that I need um, until I build up enough enough money to pay for it. And that delay costs all of us. We have to start looking at education as an investment. Well, you know, uh, ironically, I'll just uh, punctuate that last point with this. Bernie Sanders is proposing canceling $1.6 trillion in U.S. student loan debt, wiping the uh, slate clean for 45 million people, free tuition, wiping out the loans, uh, and so on and so forth. Would you go as far if you were in charge? That's, that's not something that we, we had uh, contemplated or costed out. Um, what we were doing was making sure that everyone had a fair and equal playing field, and those that really needed the financial aid had access to it. You know, one of the, the things that we did was we extended out uh, the, re- the interest uh, applying on any loans that were taken out by students to six months. Sadly, the Ford government actually took that six months grace period away, and now those interests are applied on day one of graduation. So it's about our, our, the next generation having a good start uh, to their life and to their career, and, and certainly getting more education is something that's, uh, that's really good for all of us in Ontario. It's good for our future. All right. Uh, well, I appreciate your coming on as always. Look forward to doing it again. Before too long. Thank you. Absolutely, John. Thanks for having me. You got it. Mitzi Hunter is the finance critic for the Ontario Liberal Party and the MPP for Scarborough Guildwood. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on demand audio. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.